The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. What's up? What's up? You son of a motherfucking bitches. It's your boy, Young Swearword, aka Mr. Offends His Audience, aka Mr. Hay Fever's doing an absolute fucking number on me this season, aka Young, even though I slept quite well last night, I'm still tired, and it's four o'clock in the afternoon, a.k.a. Mr. This episode's going to feel quite rushed, because I don't have a lot to talk about, and I've got a lot of things going on this week that I have to get to after I've recorded, a.k.a. Your fucking boy, Mr. Jack Fox. And it's time for another episode of Tired and Inspired. And right now, my friends, let me tell you, I am tired and I'm somewhat inspired. What's up? How's it going? It's still hot in it. I thought the heat was over, but no, it's back. It's back with a vengeance. It's back with its friend, Hair Fever, and Hair Fever is fucking me over the last couple of days of some of that. I'm really sorry. Really sorry that I sound like this, and I'm really sorry that I'm going to be sniffing throughout this whole episode. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, I don't particularly feel funny, I don't have many funny things to talk about, but I didn't do a podcast last week because I was so busy and had a lot of things going on, so I thought I had to do one this week. So I'm just going to get in and get out. I haven't got a lot to talk about, I'm going to try not to be a bummer and a downer, but... The things I have to talk about are just a few notes, uh, and I'm going to try not to be a Debbie Downer. Uh, I hope you are all well. Uh, been a crazy couple of weeks, lots of gigs, lots of uh, sorting stuff out. Hopefully the next podcast I do, Christina will be here. So that will be very nice, and hopefully she can do more talking than I and uh, she's got she's got a nicer, softer voice than I have, so it'll be nice for you to listen to. Uh, I'd like to start by giving, as the kids say, giving the flowers to somebody who I believe deserves to have their flowers given to them. And that is, I don't know this person by any stretch of the imagination, but he's underrated. It's the musician Elan Rubin, who is a multi-instrumentalist, and uh, has played drums and guitar and stuff for loads of bands. But uh, he plays, played drums for Paramore before the drummer came back and rejoined the band. And um, if you're listening, if you're a musician, or especially if you're a drummer, I feel like what you should do is, if you're a rock drummer, especially, especially, if you play rock music, you should go on YouTube and search Elan Rubin, that's L-I-A-N-R-U-B-I-N, Alon Rubin Paramore. And there's some videos of him playing gigs with Paramore, but they're like, they're like taken from 
the side stage you actually see what he's doing not just like pro shot gigs you know they're taking like on phones and stuff so you actually see what he's doing and um particularly the song they've got called now from their self-titled album. he played drums on their whole self-titled album and then i think did the subsequent tour for it and they have a song called now which i think is the second track on the album it was a single and the drums are just absolutely fucking amazing now you know, I, I was a late comment to Paramore when I was teaching at Shields College. Some of the students went to do a Paramore song, and I was like, I'd, I'd heard of them, and I just thought they're just another emo band, whatever. Uh, some of the kids went to do a Paramore song. I had to learn the drum part for it, and that song was still into you, which is off this self-titled album. And I was like, this is an interesting sounding song, and some of the fills uh, from the drum part are really interesting. Not difficult, but interesting sounding. Then I found out it was a long room, but then me being me, with a touch of, I don't know what it is, if it's ADD, ADHD, or whatever, if I find something that I like, I've got a deep dive into it. I am up reading Wikipedia pages at two in the morning, deep diving on YouTube, find out everything I can about this subject, and this subject happened to be a long room. Uh, and he plays drums open-handed, which means he doesn't cross his, which means he plays a right-handed setup but leads with his left hand. Sort of like what Ringo Starr did from the Beatles. That's why Ringo Starr's drums sound so unique, is because he leads with his left hand. Even though he plays doubly unique, because he plays, Ringo Starr plays cross-handed, but still leads his fills with his left hand. So everything's slightly, sounds like it's kind of fallen over itself. Everything's a little bit rushed, because he's hitting cymbals a little bit earlier than what he should be doing. But Alain Rubin plays open-handed, so his right hand's free to go around the kit. And he's just very talented. He also plays guitar and sings in his own band called The New Regime, who are very good. As I say, a deep-dived. I found all about these guys. Alain Rubin would go on tour with, I think he played drums for Angels and Airwaves. And his band would open. So he would play guitar and sing and be the front man of his band. Then there'd be like an intermission, then he'd get behind the drums and do another set for Angels and Airways for a whole tour. Do you understand how much that would take out of a person? This guy's multi-talented. The three degrees of separation is, I know Drew from Sam Fender's band, the drummer from Sam Fender's band, Drew, uh, is also a big fan of Alain Rubin. I recently met him and posted on Instagram and I was like, that technically means I now know Alain Rubin. Me and Alain Rubin are best friends. Because I've met Drew once and we follow each other on Instagram, but that's neither here nor there. All that being said, if you're a fan of like rock music, alternative rock music, uh, or if you're a drummer, or if you're a musician and want to see want to see somebody who's really, really talented and really good at their craft, really good at what they do, just search on YouTube, Elan Rubin Paramore, and there's videos of him playing the song now. And it's just so effortless. It's so effortless. That's the most annoying thing. It is is the beat in itself for the song is very difficult, and the things he does, you know, to add flair. It's such a, such a playing the same beat all the way through. He's doing extra little bits and bobs, and it's it's fascinating and it's very good. So there you go. That wasn't funny, but that's just me giving you a tip of something to check out and enjoy. And it's very enjoyable to watch if you like that sort of thing. Uh, speaking of watching stuff, 
I uh, indulged in the uh, Arsenal All or Nothing docuseries on Amazon. Signed up in the free trial for Prime. I'm not a fucking idiot. And uh, watch the Arsenal. I, I love, as I said before, I love watching behind the scenes sort of stuff. You know, I'd rather watch how the film was made than watch the film itself. I'd rather watch the behind the scenes of how the album was made than listen to the album, that sort of thing. So, I, football, I love football. I support Man United, as we all know, but I, I'll watch the behind the scenes of anything. So I was watching the Arsenal documentary, and uh, it was very interesting, very good. Um, and then in about episode five, they showed that we were talking about transfers. And one of the football directors came on screen, and he seemed like a very, you know, business-savvy guy. And uh, his name came on screen, and he was called Richard Garlic. So I'm going to say it one more time. Um, I was watching the Arsenal documentary, and uh, they were talking about transfers, and one of the directors of football from Arsenal Football Club, professional football club, uh, won three Premier League trophies, once went a season unbeaten, a full season unbeaten, uh, very serious football club, vying for Champions League football every season. I've won three games in a row this season. Have a director of football that's called Richard Garlic. That's Richard and Garlic, as in, you know, dip, as in, you know, herbs. That's Richard, as in, the nickname is Dick, and that's Garlic. As in, yes, I'll have garlic and chilli on my doner kebab wrap. Arsenal, the only football team to have arse in their name, employ a gentleman that will be colloquially around the office known as Dick Garlic. This is a man that is in charge of millions and millions of pounds, and is responsible for signing players to one of the biggest football teams in Europe, which has a knock-on effect and affects the lives of hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people worldwide, and their moods every weekend, and how they feel, and communities around London, North London, one of the biggest, most popular cities in the world. And this gentleman will be known around the office. I, look, this documentary was behind the scenes, but didn't show you the day-to-day ins and outs. But this guy around the office at Arsenal Football Stadium, make no bones about it, will be called Dick Garlic. Mr. Garlic. I, I... How is this not like front page? There's a war going on, cost of living crisis. There's no baby food in Asda. All right, fine, I understand. But every once in a while, just give us something to laugh about that we can all agree on is fucking hilarious. Dick Garlic. When I saw that on screen... And yes, you already know I'm watching it at 2 o'clock in the morning with some snacks, with some cereal, with some water, with some crisps. You best believe I paused that, stood up from the sofa, took a lap around the sitting room, put my head in my hands, rewound it, watched it again to make sure my eyes weren't deceiving me, googled them to make sure it was real and I wasn't getting punked picked my jaw up off the floor, 
made a note of it in my notes to talk about it here on the podcast, and then carried on enjoying the show, trying to think of more jokes to come up with about this guy's name. And this guy's name, by the way, in case you've missed it, is Richard Garlic, a.k.a. Dick Garlic. This guy's got a garlic dick, is what I'm trying to say. This half of the podcast has gone on way long, considering my plan was to get in and get out. So I suppose, at this point, it's time for a very quick word from Dick Garlic, our sponsors. Today's episode of Tired and Inspired is brought to you by fucking, frankly, ridiculous names. Think of those two names I talked about in the first half of this podcast, Elon Rubin and Dick Garlic. Want to fuck up your child's life forever? Name them after a herb. I realised it wasn't his parents' fault for naming him, he said, but anyways, it's pretty much hilarious. Anyways, while I've got you here, I've got loads of gigs coming up in the next few weeks, well, especially while Christina's here, but on Saturday, this Saturday, the 27th, Hive Minder at Bill Key Festival at the Bill Key Cricket Ground. And then on Thursday the 1st, I'm playing a comedy show at Barca Bar in Tynemouth. I've also got shows on the 2nd and 3rd, but I'll talk about them in next week's episode. Uh, I'm supporting Bushrod at World Headquarters on the 16th of September. I can't remember the date, but everything's in the link in my Instagram bio and my link tree. Okay, come to my show. Bye. Come see a show. Anyways, um, yeah, Christina's coming over. Very much looking forward to that. Actually, what the fuck am I talking about? (coughs) Christina's here right now. She's in London right now as I speak to you, but she's doing a week of volunteering at Pax Lodge because she's just a better human being than I am and a better human being than you are. If you listen to this, you're a scumbag, all right? Let's be real. We're all on the same page here. We're all friends in the same boat, and that same boat is the Scumbag Express, HMS Scumbag, and we're all heading to the same place, which is hell. Um, Dick Garlic, HMS Scumbag or Mr. Garlic? What should I call the name of this episode? HMS Scumbag's pretty good at this. Uh, right, I've got two small stories right now about, frankly, about haters. I know I've said before, and in an episode, the fact that I'm a hater, so I appreciate the art and hustle of the hater. See, I'm an anonymous hater. Another good episode title. I'm an anonymous hater. I just hate from afar, and I see people doing the thing, and I'm like, fuck you, but I'm not going to tell anybody about it. That's my feelings. Nobody's allowed to interfere with my feelings. That's how I feel, and I'm not going to tell anybody about it, but fuck you, right? Um, I am a fan of the Californian four-piece rock band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You may have heard of them. You may have heard of my infatuation with them. Good for you. None of your business. I follow the bass player, Flea, and drum drummist chad smith on twitter and after a recent show in america flea tweeted uh john frusciante who is the guitarist and backing vocalist for the rest of the past john frusciante he's tweeted something like this not verbatim john frusciante is the most 
exciting electric guitar player on the planet. To which drummer Chad Smith replied to him and said, you're just telling it how it is, brother, or something to that effect. That's how the tweets went. And I'm a huge fan. I'm a fanboy. I'm a hater and I'm a fanboy. So I liked both of these tweets. I was very excited by it. That's that's one part of the story. Another part of the story is I put on my Insta completely unrelated. I put on my Instagram story, my personal Jack Fox Instagram story. That I'm thinking of getting some T-shirts made, some Jack Fox merch T-shirts made. Something I've been thinking about for a very long time, but it's very expensive. And now I found a website that's maybe like a print or order website. Doesn't matter. Let me sort that out. Anyways, but a vote. Would you buy some T-shirts? Yes, no, or let me say the T-shirts first. And I had an overwhelming response. I'm going to do some T-shirts in the future. That's part two of the story. Part three is where the, the hate in this comes into it. A former colleague of mine and somebody who I used to be very, very close to, after me, like, you know how also if you like something on Twitter, like it often comes up in other people's like timelines, like such and such like this. This might be something based on your likes. This might be something you're interested in. So I'm assuming this is what happened. I liked Fleas and Chad Smith's tweet, and I'm assuming it's came up in this person's timeline that I've liked them. Uh, so this former colleague of mine and somebody who I used to be very close to uh, posted on his Instagram story uh, a screenshot of Fleas' tweets with Chad Smith replying and the emoji for, like, eye-rolling emoji, like, oh, God, I'm sick of fucking these guys. Here is... Five guitarists who I think are much more who are doing much more exciting things than John Frusciante. They continued to have five stories with more exciting, in in their opinion, more exciting guitar players than John Frusciante. And then, seemingly as soon after he posted these, I'll just give away the gender of this person. Uh, voted was the only person to vote no on my story about wanting some t-shirts. Now look, call me paranoid, call me, I don't know, tell me I'm overthinking it or whatever, but those things are so closely connected together that I think that guy is just looking at me from afar and just thinking, you know where it is, Jack? Fuck you. And I have no idea why, because a few months ago, this person was in my DMs and asking me for help about something that I'm... It's nothing bad, it's nothing criminal, it's nothing serious. It's just something that's very specific, so I'm not going to say what it is. And I did help him, and I offered to help. And uh, and then, you know, people... You hear, I hear in rap songs a lot of things, you know, you switch sides on me, homie. I see you switching sides. If you see you switching lanes, don't switch, don't change up on me and all this. And I'm like, I don't really get it, but now... And and it's such a minuscule thing. It really bugged me though. For a couple of days, it really stuck with me to see that one person that voted no. That it also, you know, you know, went on Instagram and showed five players that it was more exciting. Flea and Chad Smith are literally see John Frusciante every day and make music with this guy every day, and yet somehow this guy who sees a tweet once every now and then about them seems to think he knows more about. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to move on because I don't want it to stick with us. It, it seems like it's already fucking stuck in my craw. But people are just going to be people, aren't they? People are just going to be like that. This guy's like 30 years old. Like he's still like, like I'm a. That's what I'm saying. I'm a hater. I hate from afar. 
hear from before. You creep on somebody's profile, you see what they're like, and they go, hey, fuck you. I think that's healthy, though. I think it's healthy to be a, a hater from afar. Not everybody can like everybody. I get that. I think everybody should like me because I have a lot of deep-rooted problems that are then turn into a, a food addiction. That's the other here on the list on your goddamn business. I think you can hate from afar as long as you don't get interfered with anybody. If I see somebody in the street that I don't like, I'll still smile and not look some fake. But I think that's, how, that's just what life is, right? That's what life is. Anyways, I'm glad, I'm glad I wanted to get that off my chest. So the second hater story, right, is um, played a show at uh, Little Buildings with uh, any, with well, it was Jack Fox, but it was the Any Rise and Open Mic final. And I don't know who won yet, but I'm not going to win because I went on first and the person that goes on first is never going to win. But it's, it's fine. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. It's just how it is. Um, I did my thing. I thought I did quite well. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. People seemed to be laughing, singing along, raise a fist to the sky, change the elements and all that stuff. It's cool. Um, and at the very end of the night, a very drunk lady and I'm assuming a boyfriend or friend came up to me. And we're like, really enjoyed your set, man. It was really good. She was very, we were both very drunk. I was like, oh, th- thank you very much, man. That means a lot. You know, I'm surprised you still remember us. I was on so long ago. I was on first. Everybody's drunk by now and everybody's having a good time. Thank you very much, man. That means a lot. Uh, and then she went, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you'll win, though. And I was like, oh, I mean, all right. I mean, I, I don't either, but, you know, thanks. She was like, no, you were good, but you, you weren't the best. And I was like, uh, uh thanks i don't know where does it go from that she's like yeah you know you were a bit like you know you were just a bit like you know like you weren't the best you were a bit like aggressive and you and i was like yeah but that's part of the shtick is that i look like me and then i go on stage and i'm really aggressive sing, saying really stupid lyrics like that's the whole ordeal and she was like yeah but you know you just weren't you just weren't the best you weren't you were good but you weren't you know great but she was saying it to us as if like i knew She's like looking at us like, yeah, you know, like don't quit your day job. You know, you were good, but you weren't like. And I was like, okay, thanks. And then there was just a lull. There was just these two fucking guys staring straight back at me, waiting for me to be like, okay, so I'll just quit music altogether then. Or so I said to break the awkwardness. I just said very loudly and in fairness, very aggressively, because this is what they accused me of. I just said. Well, great talking to you, and then just walked off and went to see my friends, and surely I could feel, I could feel her eyeballs on the back of my neck for the rest of the night, and I thought, have I, have I just pissed off the wrong drunk lady? Is this it for me? Is this where I get accused of something that I haven't done? Is this where I get a glass bottle wrapped around my head? Is this where I find out that her boyfriend had a knife in her sock? Is this where I find out she has pepper spray in her purse? Or is she just very confused at the fact that she came over to me, who put my heart and soul into my music, and said you were good, but weren't great, mind, but you were good. And then I said, sarcastically, well, it's been great talking to you. And she can't understand how... What she did is probably more fucked up than what I did. Because I, well and truly, could have fully kicked off at that point. But instead, I just thought, you know what it is? You know what it is? Leave them with some passive-aggressiveness aggression. Take the high road and just hate from afar. That's what I did. I hated from afar. I sailed off. 
on the HMS scumbag into the night while she gave me daggers. I could just feel those daggers burning in the back of my head. But did I give a fuck? Yes, of course, because I want everybody to love us, but that's none of your fucking business. What I'm trying to say here is if you don't like me, and don't like what I'm doing, never tell me because I'll never sleep another night ever again. This is my insecurity. Just feed my ego until the end of time. <laughs> oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's all part and parcel of the game. But on a serious one, if you listen to this and you go to shows and you're not a musician, you say, I don't think a musician would ever do that to another musician or another performer would ever do that to another performer. Um, if you go to shows and if you see somebody and maybe they were just having an off night, maybe they just weren't necessarily your thing, maybe they are just not as good as the person that was on after them, which is can be the case as well. I have full belief in myself. I know what I bring to the table. I know what other people bring to the table. And maybe on this particular night at Little Buildings, I wasn't right for what was being served up for the rest of the night. I make fucking stupid, over-the-top, uh, um, uh, obnoxious, comical hip-hop music. And these other guys that were on were making very serious trap, grime, garage music. And I was on first. I'm going up cold. It's all good. It's fine. But I know, I know deep down that I'm still pretty good at what I do. So lady, outside Little Buildings, I highly doubt you're listening to this. And because you're not listening to this, I feel comfortable saying, go fuck yourself. Good. All right. Um, if you're about this, if you're at a loss this weekend for something to do, Hive Mind are playing at the Bilkey Festival at Bilkey Cricket Ground, which is near Pilaw Metro Station. Uh, so you ten pound to get in. There's full day of music, food, uh, drinks, other activities going on. It's in the middle of a field. Hopefully the weather stays nice. All gravy. Playing a long set as well. Long set list. Um, then next week, uh, Barca Bar in Tynemouth doing a comedy show. Uh, then on the second Hive Mind, are doing. All right, I'm just going to let you know. Hive Mind are doing a gig at Park Lane Interchange for Sunderland Council. And on the third. I'm at Last Train Home Festival and they're doing a Fretz and Fox gig. I'm doubling up and I'm taking the Sunday off with my girlfriend and we're going to watch the fucking Man United match. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, do let me know if you like some merch because uh, I am thinking of getting some t-shirts done after the overwhelming response. Uh, apart from that one guy who can go fuck himself. Um, All good. Thanks for listening. It's much appreciated. All right. Take care. Love you all. Bye. That was a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. All aboard the H S the uh, um, Her, Maj- Her Majesty the H M S.
hate it. What the fuck was it? What was it? 